Hey, listen, on this podcast, <laughs> stuff tends to fall on me a lot. I don't know. I just take it. You know, I got thick skin, so I'll take it. Or you just good at taking <laughs> what stuff. That's what it is. Like, that's crazy. Hey, yo. Yo. Like a hot dog down the hallway. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Speaking of hot dogs. Welcome to Off the Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever, whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off the Rip. Nothing in common. Uh, nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay comfort the comments. Hello, good morning. Tell me what the lick read. What up, what up, what up? It's another episode of Off the Rip. We here with your host at front like they know the most. What up, Shiz? How we doing? You. What's up, man? How, how, how's your week, man? Man, it's been good. Listen, man, let me just update the audience, man. We got some content coming for them, bro. We was out and about. We was in the city snapping shots. We was outside. We hit the streets. We, hit the streets. we, was, we was outside. You know what I'm saying? We outside. We was outside closing some oh, circles. Oh, where we at? <laughs> <laughs> what up, Mook? How we doing, Mook? What's good with you? How was the tournaments? Uh, I've had better days. Yes. <laughs> uh, Reem, how we doing? Doing good, man. We doing good. And your week was? My week was good. I had some family come up. Well, my fiance's brother came up for the week, so we got to catch up for a little bit. It was nice. It was good. How is that um, fiance, fiance's brother, brother-in-law almost relationship? It's cool. He He's a dope dude. He's uh, We've gotten to know each other a lot more recently, but it's cool. It, it's nice to kind of actually have – I'm the oldest, so, like, I don't have an older, older brother like that, so he's kind of, like, been really like an older brother lately which has been really dope. So to have him come stay up for a couple of days, he helped us out with uh, our car a little bit. So it, it's been dope lately. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Now tell us how you really feel, man. This is off the rip. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I. Nah, I'm just playing, bro. I was going to say, Rashawn, can't, I was going to say, can you connect with Kareem on this? Or can, can you relate a little bit? Or? Some in-laws? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really close with uh, my soon-to-be sister-in-law. Um, me and my brother-in-law were cool, um, but I'm still getting to know him because he doesn't live here. He's, he lives in New York. So, um, yeah, I'm still getting to know him a little bit more. But uh, my sister-in-law, she's over the house like every weekend and stuff. So, And I actually helped her move into her apartment uh, the other day before connecting with y'all. So That's crazy because he don't hang out with nobody else ever, yo. But he going, all right, mm-hmm. that's, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. I'd be inside, bro. I'd be. You know what I'm if, I remember, if I remember correctly, Kareem did move into a new apartment lately. And no help at all whatsoever yeah, from Rashawn. I yeah, see. Kinda, I see where the blood lies, bro. It's, it's, I see. It's it's kind of crazy how that it's message went to everybody and nobody. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you see how, yeah, hey, listen, on this podcast, stuff tends to fall on me a lot. I don't know. I just take it. You know, I got thick skin, so I'll take it. Or you just good at taking <laughs> what it is. Like, Ooh, that's crazy. Hey, yo. Yo. Like a hot dog down the hallway. Whoa. Whoa. Speaking of hot dogs, you know, Trev on the ones and twos is in here today. Trev the glizzy gladiator. Chili cheese glizzy gladiator. For those who don't know, we uh, after we 
we closed up on a photo shoot the other day. Um, we went to a restaurant and uh, he was crowned the glizzy gladiator. He, he actually, he was actually self, self-proclaimed. I think that was a self-proclaimed <laughs> title. He, a, he actually <laughs> upgraded. He said, can I get an upgrade on my menu? I said, whoa. And he wanted the truffle butter fries too. <laughs> yeah. So you can upgrade on the meat. Bro, them Mook, truffle butter have... fries though, they, they look good as hell. Yeah, they did. They... I was going to say, Mook, do you have any in-laws? Um, I do. They're both younger than her, so. Oh, okay. I mean, they're cool though. I'm always here, so. Yeah, that's that's interesting, man. Expanding yeah. families, yo. Expanding families. Exactly. Doctor Umar Johnson would say, "All oh, yo, yo, don't black don't families, ever do that. <laughs> yes. I do, I do, don't you ever do that, <laughs> Doctor Umar yo. Johnson? Yo, honestly, we mentioned right now. We mentioned, we, <laughs> we mentioned his name a lot more than we mentioned. Le- oh shit. <laughs> Who was it, Shiz? Who was it? I, I didn't. I didn't quite get that last nah, part. I, I, I cut it out. I okay. cut that out. Uh, Edgar, can you edit that one out? Thank you. Thanks, Edgar. That's funny. That's funny. So what we got going on? You get a cracking, yo. You know, I just got you know, lighten the mood real quick. See what's good with y'all. But we do have an episode of Invincible to get to. Invincible on Amazon Prime. We had just watched episode eight, the season finale of season one. Uh, Before we begin our review, I do want to say that Invincible has been renewed for seasons two and three. So (laughs) two and three, they said, go ahead and and rattle those off for us, bro. Before, before even season two came out. So I think that's an indicator of how good the show is. Um, just initial thoughts on the season before we dive into it, fellas. Um, just what 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 are your thoughts, just in a sentence or two, uh, for watching the show that we really we really didn't know nothing about. I myself, as an avid comic book fan, knew nothing about this world, so um, I was really excited to jump into it, and it was really refreshing because I didn't know the storylines. Um, and I really stayed away from like YouTube videos and articles, um, like I usually do when I, when I follow up, like the, the breakdowns and the Easter eggs. And I just watched this freshly. So I myself really enjoyed this universe and I'm, I'm really excited that we're going to get seasons two and season three. Yeah. I think for me, like the show, it, it was just dope. Like it, it definitely was something where, uh, throughout, like I thought it was going to kind of be one way it ended up being something really different. And so I think I got to credit like the storyline, just like the characters, the storyline, I think was just, it was not what I expected at all. And I thought it was just very well done. Yeah, I agree. For me, I'm not a superhero fan, comic book fan, um, but just allowing myself to to watch this season and go through episode through episode just really changed my perspective on just that that superhero universe. So dope. And I, I really love the way the season ended and I'm really excited to for what's to come. I was kind of like indifferent about watching it. I thought like, you know, obviously by the 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 trailer we had watched and everything, I was like, okay, this could be cool. But like, like she said, I'm not really big into the, the comic universe and things like that. But, you know, I, when I think of like superheroes and thing, stuff, I just thought of, you know, just regular fighting scenes, but I didn't really think of as much character development or, or underlying stories as, as I got with this. Um, it wasn't just, the fight scenes, because obviously the fight scenes were the best part, but it just seemed like 
the buildup of everything and how they kind of just wrapped everything up in the end, it just made it so much more interesting than what I originally had anticipated being. Absolutely. And another thing what I love about this um, is that it it levels the playing field because we, in our society, it's just like there's Coca-Cola and there's Pepsi. There's Nike and there's Adidas. When it comes to um, superheroes, there's Marvel and there's DC. And we've had those superheroes for so long, Marvel being the Avengers, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, so on and so forth, DC being Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, so on and so forth, Justice League. And they can only tell so many stories. They already have a certain brand. Marvel can never do a show like this because <laughs> of how hyper-violent it was and because of all the swearing and whatnot. So we're never going to get that from Marvel. DC is dark, yes, but they would never... We haven't seen in their um, cinema because they're all aimed to selling toys. Like, when you think about it, like, they're, they're aimed for kids. So this one is aimed for adults specifically. And so they don't have to cater to all that other stuff which is also why I think this is dope because it treats this audience like as an intelligent audience. So that's also why I appreciate it. And it's going to have to make DC and Marvel step their game up. They can't be lazy and just keep putting out this, uh, this formulaic stuff that they do because they know they're the only two giants in the industry. So it doesn't matter how good their content is because they know there's no other content for people to watch. So that's why it's important when we get these other guys um, on Amazon with these shows like Invincible, even the shows like The Boys, also on Amazon Prime, that come out and uh, reshape the genre or deconstruct the genre and challenge how um, how we, the consumer, um, see, see comic books as a whole and uh, take it to a new level. And so I think it, push, it pushes the creativity, which is also why I, I really enjoy uh, when stuff like this happens. I think also to your point, D, just to add, like, this seems more like this show seemed more like an adaptation of a comic book as opposed to like a, a movie or like a cinematic, right? Mm -hmm. Like with its with its level of like grotesqueness and just like the hyperviolence, like you were saying, like you said, like Marvel and DC kind of because of the movies they make, it's not that violent. You don't see the destruction, the death, the killing like you did in this animated series. So I felt like when I was watching this, like I felt like I was really reading a comic, you know, the way that you could actually visualize like dudes getting their arms ripped off and having their eyes guide, like gouged out. I feel like that's my idea of more of like the comic book experience where like the, the reader just really gets into the story so much more like on a deeper level than I feel like what you might see in, in some of like the Marvel and DC movies. Word. So let's get into it then. Um, now this is going to be spoilers for the season and spoilers for episode eight from here on out. Um, so the episode picks up where we left off, where Omni-Man had just killed a mortal man and uh, Mark sees him do that. And now Omni-Man is trying to explain himself to Mark, but Mark thinks there's something wrong with his dad. And then Omni-Man is just like, nah. And he reveals the actual reason why he came to Earth from Viltrumite. That is because, as I correctly predicted, might I add, that he lied about why they were coming to, why he came to Earth as a protector. And actually, he's coming to Earth to prime it to be taken over by the Empire, the Galactic Empire of Viltrumite. And uh, again, if you, you haven't watched the show, just to think about it as a planet full of supermen. 
So it's like they're Krypton. So um, that's a big deal because <laughs> there's nobody else in the galaxy or on the Earth that can uh, handle them besides Mark, potentially Mark. But as we see in this episode, Mark gets easily handled by Which his is father. Shit rocked. <laughs> easily handled. For a, a cool thirty, a cool twenty <laughs> minutes of the episode, start to finish, him getting his ass beat. <laughs> He just was on whatever he wanted. <laughs> Bro, this man was out here, just had him on an island. Yo, he, he, had, he had a global this. ass whooping, bro. He Yo. took him from Chicago to the Himalayas and what <laughs> he did. The way he just threw him <laughs> through the city. That's what I'm saying. If we learned, oh, the train scene was nuts. Yeah. We'll get to we'll get to that. Okay, train I'm sorry. Scene. But yeah, if, but, if if we learned anything from this episode. Cause it got to a point. I'm like, shit, he ain't dead yet. So I'm like, okay, he he def- Mark definitely got some potential here. Cause he ain't, he's not dead. Died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is the cool thing too. So Mook, like you said, you know, you had to rewatch it. I had to rewatch it too. And there's certain things I picked up on. One of those is like, he said, Viltrumite DNA is so pure. You're basically full Viltrumite. So I was thinking he's half human. How can he survive all this? But it's because Viltrumite DNA is so pure pure it doesn't even matter it erases the human dna so i thought that was dope um and then i realized that he wasn't just putting him on bumpers because to put him on bumpers when he threw him into chicago he was trying to teach him a lesson yeah only omni man was teaching him a lesson saying yo you you after he saved the pilot in the pilot oh my god thank you for saving me (laughs) he said thank you for saving me omni man squeezed his head off yeah. And then said, "You know what? You you think you think his life was significant? Let me show you how insignificant their lives are." And threw him Chicago, all the way through right? Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what got me is when the the building started to crumble, and he was holding on to the lady, and then shit fell, <laughs> and then he yep. went to go and pull her up, and it was, it was just, just like a limb. I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" <laughs> yep, and that that's what we're talking about. How it can show the destruction. It can show the impact of the destruction like these other um, Marvel or DC movies don't. Yeah, right? And then we the, get to the point was... where Rashawn brought up earlier. And my jaw has only dropped when I watch television, I could say twice, when I'm completely shocked at what happens. And that was once Game of Thrones and the Red Wedding. And I won't spoil that. You can just go watch that and you'll understand why. And this, when he picks up Mark and puts him through a train of people, my jaw yeah. was dropped. Bro, that that shit was absolutely wild. <laughs> like that was one of the craziest scenes I've ever seen in my life, bro. That was awesome. Yeah, that shit was nuts. <laughs> but that's a conversation we had off before we started recording, and I think that's why I was bought into this show from start to finish. Because when you watch superhero movies, like Dee mentioned earlier, all these fighting scenes and destruction happening, and yeah, you see people running and stuff but you don't really see the effects of what's going on so just mm-hmm. just this entire scene like this this entire episode alone in previous episodes i was just like oh shit like there's always an impact with any superhero shit going on or any fight scene there are people that are really being impacted and we see that absolutely mm-hmm. and then omni man was on one talking all that smack too. He said, "Yo, I love your mother like a pet." 
That yeah, was nuts. Like, oh, oh. That was nuts. And she's hearing this too? <laughs> like on live time. <laughs> that was crazy. Man. But he also said too, he said the mark, he said, well, I don't want to do this. He said, okay, well, I could just make another kid. Because he outlives, he's going to essentially outlive, uh, what's the mother's name, Debbie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Because live thousands of years. Thousands yeah. of years. So he's gonna. So what's another that. seventeen years? That's what. But if said. you think about it from his perspective, you. He's right. He's right. Like it's just, this is just a fraction in his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's yep. the thing is like throughout throughout Mark getting beat this whole time, like Omni Man, what he's really trying to do is convince Mark that like, why are you still fighting for this? Like it's not it's not worth your time, you know, and like he brings up that argument of you know, you'll live a thousand years. Everybody you know and love right now will die. Like, and it's almost kind of like Omni-Man doesn't want Mark to feel that pain. So like, he just wants him to not think like that, which was kind of like an interesting, like, like kind of banter that they were having. But like the overall idea that Omni-Man really just wants Mark to not put up a fight so they can just take over this world. But like, you think about like the smaller details to that and, and Mark's impact and his relationships and stuff. Like, I thought that was a really cool moment. Just yeah. like throughout those conversations where he's really trying to convince him to, to change his his thought about this idea. And Omni Man had a soft moment when he was beating his ass into the freaking mountain. And he <laughs> oh said, he said, what are you going to do in 500 years? And then somehow he was still alive after taking like 30, 30 pieces to the face. He goes, at least I'll have you, dad. Yeah, I, so I thought that was so. I was like, okay, that's that's a soft moment, and he yeah. realized, and then there was the flashback of him, yeah, playing in little leagues and stuff. Did you also realize that he had two? T- he was missing his two fronts when he was yep. a kid too. Yep. And they zoomed back into him. He didn't have his teeth either. Yeah, it seemed like that's what triggered the flashback. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of cool. Yeah, man, I gotta give it to J.K. Simmons for his voice acting for for Omni Man, because yeah. I thought that was just really powerful. Especially and towards the can, end, definitely. Yeah, you can just tell it, it, Omni Man, he's not fully evil. Like, he's not, he's conflicted. He's clearly mm-hmm. conflicted. And he's trying to act like he's not. Yeah, because he throws it back on him. He's like, You're making me do this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then that culminates with Omni Man uh, taking off. And we don't know where he goes. He just bounces. Oh, boy, another great scene I love is when he takes Mark. And then he hits like Mach three. I don't even know, but he breaks the sound barrier like, like three, three times. times. Yeah, and throws him into the ocean, bro. Mm. <laughs> Takes him to like yeah. the deepest depths of the ocean, and then flies his ass out. I'm like, yo, that was crazy, man. That shows nuts, dude. Omni Man might be one of my favorite heroes now. Can he still be a hero? Maybe favorite. Yeah, he can still be a hero for me. He I mean, might yeah, be one of my like favorite Joker. now. Yeah, yeah. like so he he's crazy, bro. He's he's kind of dope, and he's carrying out a mission. So like you said, he's conflicted. When Mark hit him with, you know how we seen Mark get lose his temper, and then there was like they were setting it up that he has like this super punch. Yeah, and then Omni (laughs) just grabbed it. Ate that. It said, (laughs) "Oh no, he punched him in the face." He didn't do anything. Punched him in the face. Omni Man said, "Please." Yeah, (laughs) that shit was crazy. That. Bro, that like, whole scene was so well done. Like, but like yeah. the thing about it is, like, you can tell he does have some sort of powers, though, because like he did catch him a few times when he first started fighting. Obviously, Omni Man wasn't paying attention when he had first hit him a few times, but like, yeah. you can tell like he does have the power, which makes me kind of like think like, how come that punch didn't affect him as much? But mm. I mean, I, I think guess. I, 
again, when I was rewatching, I think they're saying like as Veltramites get older, they get stronger. Right. Okay. So because well, like you you you'll, you won't be able to match his dad. Right. And you, you got to think too, like as <laughs> Andy Man was explaining, like the the Viltrumite world, like those are the best of the best of the best, right? Like because half of their population was wiped away, so like there was probably dudes that were were lesser than whatever was left, or could have potentially been what. Man of that, complete genocide, bro. They slaughtered that 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 that, <laughs> right. that scene when they showed it. Yeah, people it was like a just getting of people getting yeah, just people getting like speared <laughs> and heads ripped open and shit. Yeah. It's like a, a World Hunger Games, right? Yeah, right. yeah it was like a super Hunger Games. It was like kind of dope. Hunger games times like ten. But and then of that, he says that he was chosen of the select few who were great. And it was like beat him. infiltrated. <laughs> right. So he's legit one of the strongest. Yeah, yeah he's like a, 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 a sealed seal team six of Viltrumite. <laughs> right. No, that's for real. <laughs> yeah. I also but, feel like Mark is conflicted too, because after he recovered from his situation, it's like, do I join what is it, I, the Guardians I, I, of I, the I Globe? Or bit. do I or do I join my my dad? You know, so I, I just feel like he's or do I just pretend or do I just pretend to, to, to be a, a regular person? I think he's he's in between a rock and a hard place right now. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that, too. Like when he gets home and he just starts flying around. I thought oh, yeah. that was I thought that was a little strange. Mm. Like I was like, is he is he like leaning more into his Viltrumite side now? Like. Yeah. So there's a lot to see in the upcoming season. I thought, and then the like you said, Mook, he got his ass whooped for 30 minutes, and then the back half of the, the last 30 minutes was just setting up the next season. Yeah. Um, and I thought one other part I thought that I cackled out loud at was when uh, the white girl, Lady Eve. Oh yeah. Uh, or, uh, no, Adam Eve. I'm sorry, Adam Eve. And I figured out her name was Adam Eve, like A T O M, because she changes Adams. So that's why mm. it's like a play on Adam Eve, Adam Eve creation, all that. Anyways, oh, um, so she goes like, yeah, I know Mark's invincible. Um, so I guess since you guys know, I'm I'm Adam Eve. And they just look at her like, yo, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Like, so, oh, you, you, you go multiple people. You multiple. He's like, no, that's duplicate. He's like, oh, y'all just look, just puzzled and shit. No bullshit. It was like the episode of, uh, remember when um, Soldier Boy was doing an interview with Charlemagne the God? He was like, he sold my whole shit. He was like, oh shit, has kissed me through. Oh. That's, that's the first thing I thought about during that scene. It's like, oh shit, that's kissed me through the phone. Complete wrong. <laughs> yeah, bro. I thought that shit was funny. I also like that last scene with him and Seth Rogen's character. Yeah, I thought that was no, the Seth perfect. Rogen, he, he produces this. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he produces this. Yeah. Um, but I just like that that conversation between the both of them because i thought that really sets up season two yeah and i, I like how that how it came back into play too because exactly. i thought it was just like a random like Thing. a random incident from an yeah. earlier episode but honestly did you think did you think some shit was about to happen because when um i Omni thought, Man I thought left, Omni Man was coming back i thought he was coming back too so that was just like a great like oh my god like he finna get his ass beat again he just he just healed <laughs> right but we also see the Guardians of the Globe training as well. Like they're, they're preparing, they're starting to gel. And the dude who was on campus creating these fucking um, 
Oh yeah, the cyborg. Cy- cyborgs or whatever. He's working with the dude now, so I'm I'm really excited to see. And Immortal Man's coming back. Yeah, yeah. They showed Battle Beast, the one who took out Mark the first time. Yep. I yeah. thought he was gonna come back into play somehow. I thought he was, they were gonna have him fight Omni Man because I want to see him fight Omni Man because mm. he took out Mark. But I don't know. Man, I feel like Mortal Man might get his shit rocked again. No, no, not Mortal Man. I'm talking about Battle Beast, the line. No, I know, I know, but I'm oh, saying, I'm saying, you yeah. bringing his, yeah, you bring back. Yeah, back. Yeah, back. Yeah, I was like, they put him back once. together just to get his ass beat again. Yeah, this man's like, just like, just stop, stop reviving me. Like, like, yo, formulate a plan before you just go off and run. You could have just let him. They just be letting him go out there. Like, yeah, guess he get his ass beat. We put him back together, and he does it again. As Cecil said, he said, "Yo, just gotta slow him down." Yeah. So uh, final ratings for the episode, final ratings for the season, fellas. I'm going seven out of seven and seven out of seven. Eight, eight out of seven for that last episode. Man, eight I'm going out of seven. I'm going 10 out of seven, bro. <laughs> Two seconds in was just straight action. I was like, oh, we get to it. We get into it. So I've never I've never seen somebody put a scene <laughs> together that well. Somebody getting their ass beat. And it was so enjoyable for the whole thing, bro. It was like we literally picked up where we left off. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I got seven out of seven for the episode, seven out of seven for the series. Word. Awesome. Can't wait till season two. Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay comfort the comments. Welcome back to another one of our famous segments here at Off the Rip. What's in your Serato? We're going to dive into the music world and have some uh, conversations and debates about uh, some of the things that are on our mind right now. Currently, what is on our mind right now is how to get it off our mind. Uh, the new album by DJ Khaled called Khaled Khaled. Um, how do y'all feel about that? Any opening thoughts? Fire. Now I'm just playing. It was underwhelming. Very underwhelming. Wasn't Wasn't super happy with it. So, yes, uh, I was not super happy with it either, Kareem. My bad. Go ahead, Rashawn. <laughs> it's like, yo, that shit is trash. Yo, take that shit off the airways. John from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yo, honestly, before we really get into it, though, I feel like Snapchat has made me hate DJ Khaled. It's the Kevin <laughs> artifact. Yo, it's really... It's, and I know Reem hates me when I talk about this, but it's the same shit with Kevin Hart, bro. Bro, it's Wait, he's a so corporation. Go ahead, please explain this to me. Go ahead. He's it's corporate. It's, just, it's, it's not it's, authentic. It's, yeah, it's, it's just more, it's so more corporate. Of, yeah, it's more of a marketing thing. It's you know, major key alert. Did we get the vocals yet? Like it's just little shit like that. And to it's be honest about with the you, art anymore. To be honest with you, if I'm around this dude 20 and I get annoyed just happening to see this shit pop up on my Snapchat. But imagine being his wife or like people in his circle. Like, I, bro, it's it's fucking annoying. Cause you're just holding, you're recording yourself 24-7. Like it's a job. Yeah, but he's he's doing he's recording he's, himself laughing to the bank too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it, which it is, is a which job, is but it it's works. Like, is the it, thing it works. So yeah. yeah, it does, and that's so a major key alert. I'm like, bro, I, I I can't I can't hate on a man for getting his bread, but it's just I think that made me just not appreciate his work. Because to be like honest he, with you, I, I my fault, Reem. No, go ahead, go ahead. You but to, to be honest with you, I don't really know what DJ Khaled 
does on this shit? Like, does he produce? Does he make the beats? Like, what what the fuck does he do? Yeah, yeah, that's a good. I, I mean, he'd make it seem like he's one of the artists singing. The way it's like he's a he's a legit artist on on all these songs. It's DJ Khaled featuring blah 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. but like I was just gonna say, I do feel like he's added to social media in terms of like you know like you were saying like major key alert uh you know the flashing like you know red lights icon emoji you know like all of that kind of stuff that gets people hype like we saw all that get used a lot more and and yeah maybe that's like not authentic to him but like that's also how he's created a brand where now everybody recognizes it and can see you know where he is and if you you say major bag alert you know what tj Khaled. you say yeah that's true you know, whatever like it and the like the whole authentic, not authentic thing is like, I don't know. That's such a difficult conversation because like we've talked about in past podcasts, there's a limited amount of people that can truly be authentic when they make music. That's because true. like you, if you're making music, you're either making it because you love it or you need to make money. So like how many people can really make it because they love it while also making enough money to support themselves? Like... I disagree. One's, one's got to give, I think. Well, I mean, I mean, with social media, I mean, it's easier. We know everything you see on social media isn't authentic. So I think that's, that's he's playing on right. that as well. You know what I'm saying? But you're right. I mean, he he's getting his his bread because you said major bag alert. He probably trademarks the shit out of that. I'm quite Definitely. sure he worked that into something. So anything he's doing right now, he's getting the bag for it. Like D said, he's, he's laughing to the bank on it. It's just annoying that he puts out these fucking projects. I, I look at him as like a, he's like a promotion company. Like it's DJ Khaled, we the best. And I got all these artists on here. So no matter if it flops or not, it's just the People hype around. Listen. Yeah. yeah, it's the hype around who's on the, who's on his album. Yeah, like at the end of the day, like if I put, if I have the money to go out and put Jay-Z and, and Nas and Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, on an album, regardless of the shit is trash, it could be me rapping. I've never rapped before, but as long as I get those people on my album, I'm gonna get a pe- I'm gonna get a following to people listening to this music, and especially with my name's attached to it now. But he's just coming like overbearing at this point. With it's just like like you said, it just doesn't seem authentic anymore. Do you so think? Like, do you think he's paying though? Do you think Cal is paying to put people on his shit? Yeah, he is paying. Absolutely. He's paying because he's making money. Okay. He's I was just wondering. I just want. He's, I, he's I, got to. Well connected, but bro, he has so, two Drake tracks, bro. What do, What do you think the issue is then? You think the artists he's getting aren't putting out good bars, or you think it's the beats, or you think it's the way he's producing or putting it all together, or he's the way he mixes certain artists together? What do you think is is the issue? I think it's the mixing of the artists. It, it's, it's just they it's, don't go well together. He's just trying to like. I feel like he's trying to like start a new trend by like putting these people together to kind of like try to make it a thing now but at the end of the day it just doesn't really mix well together like when they had uh quavo justin bieber and chance the rapper on one song yeah. like they're like oh it's Fuck just like you know a, yeah, lot of, a lot of a lot of personality we should just let's, let's walk through the fucking album i think that's what we should do right now well before yeah, hold on before you do that i want to answer reem's question for me um is that when I say it's it's inauthentic, or when I say it's corporate? Uh, for me, I think of when I when I was in corporate settings, um, they were just super fake. Like you have to be a certain way, you have to move a certain way, you have to like utilize a certain language. You know, you have code switch. Mm-hmm. You got a code switch, pretty much. And um, 
I understand that because I do that, then I'm that much more profitable, right? Um, but it's kind of like, at what point, like, yeah, and then, you know, it's like, you don't want to keep it all the way real, but like, it's like, it's so structured and polished that it, it just, it bothers me. That's that's what it is for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is just constructed. This is, this is, this is not deep. This has no substance. Mm. Like this is only done just for one purpose. And that one person, one purpose here is, is to, to get bread and to, to be, to, to be a uh, clout chasing. That's how I feel like it is. What in that, that makes sense. What, what if in the chance his actual personality is this, is to be this loud outgoing, just kind of like, so I was be- weird or annoying, but I like- would believe that. But then we saw how he reacted, like um, when we were talking off mic, when he his last album didn't go number one over Tyler's. Being upset about it. Being upset about it is saying who listens to Tyler. He didn't. He didn't say Tyler, but he said who listens to that other guy's music. I don't hear it anywhere. You hear my music everywhere. How am I not number one? Blah blah blah. And you're talking about the guy who's like more life, positive vibes, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I see. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. You know, so yeah. that that's that's kind of how I feel with, with with DJ Khaled. It's just like it's too cookie cutter. It's too copy and paste. He's cookie it's, cutter. Yeah, it's like okay, let me get a song with again Quavo, who's hot. Let me get a song with Justin Bieber, who's hot. Let me get a song with Chance, who's hot. And I put it to any beat, and we'll just put it out. It'll be hot because of who they are. Not let's get in the lab. And collaborate and sit in this in this in this uh, creative space and come up with a song that we can put out. Or let's talk about let's talk about his last project. What was that? Wild Thoughts. We yeah. had Rihanna and, and fucking Bryson Tiller on that on the Romeo same the same, same beat <laughs> as the Carlos Santana plagiarized the shit out of. He probably paid the motherfucker for Matt. Like yo, yeah, I'm about probably, to get he probably paid didn't even pay. He probably didn't pay Romeo. I mean, um, Carlos Santana until Carlos Santana called him out on it. Nah, he's got to clear shit like that. That's that's too that obvious. To like you clear. Yeah, yeah you can't do something like that, that and shit, not get somebody the bread. Like I'm sure Carlos Santana doesn't mind because he's getting paid no matter what. But yeah, if he owns well, it, if he owns it, but. Yeah. But that's so, what, what it, it boils back down to. What the fuck does DJ Khaled do? That's that's so where I'm getting he, triggered. He, what he does is he's a producer in the sense that like, kind of like Diddy was a producer in the terms that Diddy, well, Diddy actually rapped more. But besides when Diddy raps, Diddy doesn't do like the engineering or yeah. like, he hears, he's like, yo, this will go with that. That will go with this. You should do, you should work with him. Mm. He should work with you. And like, you know what I mean? It's a lot of delegation at the top. Not necessarily doing the music, but you have an ear for the music. So you say, this will sound good with that. I think we it's give like BJ a, like too much credit because he, he, he ain't got, clearly he ain't got the ear for the music. No, he the does. We heard. He does because it did. works. He did. No, he did, but he's still selling, like he's still yeah, going to sell records. That's true. That's a fact. But it's the same thing. Like when I say like with Kevin Hart or The Rock, like they're still going to, their movies are still going to sell, even yeah. if they suck. And he gonna sell you a pair of shorts of Fabletics and all types of shit. So. <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying it's all gonna it's all gonna work. It's all gonna sell. Yeah. But because and the same shit with Disney movies and, and DC shit too. It's a formula. It's an algorithm. It's insert. Yeah. And put it out, and it's gonna yeah. do a certain amount. And so so, yeah. That 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 artistic integrity is, I guess, what I'm looking for. And I don't see. It. I don't feel the griminess. I don't feel. I don't feel any like. 
sense of this not being a rollout, like him going off of Cardi B saying, oh, Cardi B just got the vocals, like all that stuff is just like, all right, rollout time. But do you think, do you put anything towards the, the artists for being on a project like this? No. One, they probably maybe don't have the ability to, to hear the whole thing all together. But does, does anything go to the artist when, when Khaled, you know, say, hey, I got an idea for a song. I want to put you on. What do you think? I want you to be, you know, here with, with you know, Jay-Z and Nas and Jane. Like, do you put anything towards the artist? Or does that change your view on the artist at all? I'm trying to think. My I feel like if anything, it helps what I'm thinking. the artist depending on who it is, right? I mean, a lot of times they're getting paid. What do I care for? Yeah. And I think that I think I mean, the artist turned diff- a little differently for Jay Z. Like I feel like Jay Z had to prove like, okay, if it's not on the track, okay, I'll I'll do it because of the name on the track. But I mean, a lot of artists, I don't want to speak on all of them, but some of them was like, well, if I'm getting a check for it, I'll do whatever. What do you think, D? And I think uh, my bad. It just made me think of something else too. It's like DJ Cal is old music. I don't know what it was, but. I think it was more not dark. Uh, yeah, I would guess it was a little more darker, more grimy, more grimy. And now it's it's way too clean and happy. Like I feel yeah. like it's it's too happy. Yeah. I feel like I'm hating yeah. on happiness, but it's like too bubbly, too 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 uh poppy bubblegum. Mm. Yeah, you I know, mean I like I like you know like things more like mainstream. songs like Brown Paper Bag or like I'm so hood. I'm like, so hood was my shit, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like like uh, we taking I'm over. On, like I'm, I'm on one. one. I'm yeah. On one. Yeah. yeah. No like, new friends. Exactly. Mm. Like stuff like but that's when it's kind of started transitioning. And then, is that his so, fault or is that music's fault? Is that just the changing of, of... Oh, that's his fault because he's he's changing his own sound. Uh, well, I mean Reem no, has a point. Reem Reem has a point. What everybody there. listens to. What are we listening to now? Yeah, like that Reem has a still is, listen is, to the same thing, bro. Pop yeah. more positive, uplifting music is, is definitely you're seeing a lot more of it right now. I would say I it's uplifting. Say, I wouldn't say it's uplifting. No, I'm saying say in general, you're saying like, I'm saying pop and uplifting type music or music yeah. that has maybe more of a message, maybe it is definitely becoming something that we're seeing more of. You got a point there, Ray. Like when he dropped um well uh either, like even I'm so hood or even what was the song? Well um, look at where he look at where he's at where he's at in his life. When he's doing I'm so hood and shit, he's probably in Miami going to the strip clubs every night, still like living that type of life. Mm-hmm. Now he's he's married and he's living got on kids the, now yeah on a compound yeah. with like everything you could ever want so that probably changes your perspective right the type like of music you want to make yeah i yeah it, it definitely would i would have to imagine but like you said kareem how many people that's why so many people are considered the goats that's why so many people only so many people so few people are considered goats because they can still transition and be relevant. Right. And, and and that's where my point on authenticity, I think that's where authenticity stands out for me, is mm. there are probably people that are incredibly talented at music, right? But mm. because of what where music is today, to get in, you have to have a certain sound, a certain style, right? Mm. So, like, you have to sacrifice some authenticity to get your foot in the door. But then at some point, I do believe that there's a point in your career when you can make that change to then become your authentic self and then produce what you're truly passionate and capable about. Will the fans like that? If you develop a true fan base, then they'll recognize, oh, this is what he's really passionate about. You hear it in the lyrics, in the in the voice, in the tone of, of that artist. But like that's a risk, right? So like you're saying, D, there's only so many artists that can really start somewhere 
And then when they get good enough or get high enough, they can become authentic and still carry that, that lore or that respect. Right. So like, yeah. it, and that's why I say the authenticity is like, it's an important piece, but for me, it's not the end all be all because I think we have some idea of how the music industry works in terms of what they, what they kind of make you have to do to, to get in, you know, the connections, the, the crazy contracts, you know, the things you have to do just to, to get your name out there before you can really start to see some of those rewards. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, think, oh, go ahead, move. so I was saying, I was looking at like, so I just happened to like look at DJ Khaled's like old album and stuff like that. You can kind of see, obviously it probably changed because of, you know, obviously. Got <laughs> an earthquake out there, bro. Yeah. So now nah, I was looking at like the old DJ Cal albums, and you're thinking of like I'm thinking of like stuff like We Taking Over, Brown Paper Bag, I'm So Hood, and then like you just transition to like you know what his music is now, and it's just like complete different audience of music now on on like his uh, like the artist that he acquires now. So you look at guys like I mean Drake still stays the same. That's that. that's what it is, Mook. That's what it is. It's like you you stop speaking to us. Exactly. Like he he like and went to like he had to them. Like to be honest, like he was so down for like Miami artists at the time. Yeah. Like, he used to always have T Pain and Flo Rida and Plies and Rick Ross. Like all those guys used to be on his song. He used to like really rep Miami. Like if if yeah, Kodak was, was old enough true. back then, Kodak would be on these songs and stuff like that. But now, like to be honest, he's just like, okay, I'm just taking whoever the biggest name is in mm. music right now, and we're just gonna make a track. It's not like he's really he completely ventured away from what got him to that point. Which I mean, obviously, you know, everybody matures, everybody gets older, and your music has to mature too. So like, he's about making his money now. But like back then, like his music was just you know for the streets. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're definitely right on that. You see a huge change in just like the people he's working with. One, I would say gangster rap was definitely still way more in than it is now. Like, I personally feel like. Yeah, when you say in, bro, they're putting the dudes they're shooting in the hook. Yeah. Say, say again? I said they're putting like gangster rap. I'm saying the popular music is they're putting dudes' names saying I'm smoking on Tuca in the hook. Like it's still oh. very prevalent. Pre- 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 yeah, no, not to I mean, say that it's that not the shit prevalent. That got Bobby caught up too on some shit. Like he, yeah, his his, his, yeah. his song was a was a murder case, Indict- murder indictment against yeah. his whole hood. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I that's I think, just what I pulled up uh, looking at albums and stuff, though. Yeah, no, you you definitely make a good point though, Mook. It yeah. The real question is, Ring, what you think about Big Paper? Chill, bro. I the fifth. I the fifth, bro. Yo, I'm looking at the album right now too. I'm looking at the album cover. It's just that's just trash. <laughs> he's got his kids on it, bro. It's just his two kids, and he's like praying, bro. Kids, bro. Yo, looked at it and said, "Yeah, it's trash." Fucking hater. It's just whack, bro. Like this nigga on a spiritual yeah. journey now. Like we talking about transitions and shit, but oh man. Yo, with, with big paper, Kareem. Before that, I was again. I was looking on IG and I see Cardi B talking about. Yes, I actually wrote that. I wrote that, 
And I was like, no way she wrote it. And then I listened to the song. I was like, she definitely wrote this piece of shit. Bro, yo, get this shit off my ears. I, I can't bro. lie. I listened to it. I was like, yo, who the fuck is this? What? And then I and then it got to the point where I recognized her. I was like, oh shit. Damn, I'm sorry, Cardi. I, I didn't mean to say that. I'm I apologize. Let me listen to this. So you like I listen to it and Cardi's, huh? Megs, you know, Megs versus Solid. You know, what was that? And I did it with Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Megs was solid. Megs is uh, tough. I think Post yeah. did that too. On and off music tracks. Yeah. Post had, Post <laughs> had a crazy hook. Um, but yeah, we do have DJ Khaled bringing together Hove and Nas. I got to highlight that. Just those are two giants of the culture. Uh, but they can never really make a good song. Like they're rapping on this, they're sure they're for sure rapping, rapping, and like they say some clever stuff, like the way Jay Z enters the the beat, talking about a triple B and then Beyonce and then all that stuff. Like that was great, but it's like, mm. am I gonna go back to it? Nah. I do the one the one Jay Z and Nas song I do like a success off of American Gangster, but that's that's it. Black Republican, nah, not really. It doesn't do it for me. There's like always times where like you'd see like guys that like previously had beef that it's just always cool to see him like in the same space yeah like when i watch barbershop and see common and ice cube working together like i always think that's like the coolest thing ever knowing like you know their history and stuff like that and that they can work in the same space with each other now is always a cool thing like i wish we would have got to like in a point to see biggie and tupac you know mm-hmm. mature and and work together on whatever kind of project or whatever like that so like how how dope would that have been? Like you know, if everything would have ended and Tupac and and um, Biggie would have had like a versus battle or something like that, like that would have been dope to see. Yeah. So I always think it's cool when you you got people that have you know their previous you know disagreements or whatever work together in in whatever space they're um, working in, just so you know you know the culture gets to win. Well, I mean, the, the album's been out, it dropped, what, Friday, 12 a.m. Friday morning. So we'll see what first week's uh, number sales look like or number streams, I guess, now, right? And, uh, you know, maybe it'll be better than, than what we anticipate. Maybe we need to sit with the projects. Who knows? This is true. Maybe listen to it again, especially Big Paper. Check it out again. Nah, I ain't sitting with that. Nah, I'm going to let you do that. <laughs> sit there with your tongue out. <laughs> We'll keep it on shelves. Wasting paper and shit. (laughs) Wow. Nothing in common. Uh, uh, Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay comfortable. All right, fellas. So last uh, the last three days, the NFL um, concluded its 2021 draft. Uh, It took place in Cleveland. First draft taking place um, after the pandemic. So first in-person draft. So it was kind of cool to see. Um, I know uh, we have some uh, loyalists to uh, some different franchises. So we wanted to get you guys' opinions on, you know, what we think the Detroit Lions and, and Giants did or or any, you know, any significant things that we did see during the draft. Uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, take the floor, give, uh, give uh, your opinions on uh, what you saw. I'll just say for for my Giants, I I initially wasn't super happy with my our first pick being uh, Kadarius uh, Tony receiver because I feel like I don't know I feel like we got enough receivers we need help on defense but 
obviously it's a good pick for where we got it for, or where we got him for. Um, the rest of the picks, I, I was satisfied with it, but again, I, I would have liked to have seen them go somewhere else, but that's why I'm, I'm not a GM. I'm not, you know, picking these players, but I think the Giants did it right overall. Uh, you know, we got some decent defensive uh, edge rushers, a couple of DBs. We got a solid receiver. So it, it gives hope for my G-men, man. It gives hope. I guess that's all you can have at this point. That's that's all, I, that's all I'm asking for. Just give me a chance. And if we get in the playoffs, we see what happens. You know, we know how that goes. To be completely honest, at least you guys have the worst division in football. So you hey, always have hey, a chance. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always technically a chance. How about uh, Darius? What you think about the the Lions? What they did? Uh, hey, we went out there and did what we needed to do. We solidified our line. Uh, we got to protect Jared Goff back there. Uh, we're gonna oh, see. Oh, you on the golf train? We're gonna see. We're gonna see what goes on, man. You know. Mm, the golf train. Say about the Lions. Penny Sul. But did y'all see when um, Jalen Waddle got drafted and just <laughs> took straight off to the stage? Yep. No, they did that man dirty, though. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did him dirty. They turned the camera on the exact moment. They knew, like, he had already dapped everybody up and, and celebrated, and he was just waiting to hear his name so he can go up on the stage. They made sure to get, like, that specific instance where he just walked by everybody. It stage. did look kind of crazy, though, because it looked like one of his boys tried to dap him up, and he just got right up and walked out. Yeah. So it was just kind of crazy, but yeah. I thought that, what? that normally happens, though, once when you get drafted, you get a call from, like, the GM or something. So, like, you already know when you're going before it's announced. Right. And, and it's kind of crazy. It's delayed. The, it's, it's delayed, but, like, the video, the full video didn't come out until, like, I want to say, like, late that night or the next morning. So, like, for the rest of the night, everybody thought this man just, like, dusted his whole family and was just like, I'm out. Like, Yeah, I got money now. I'm going right. to talk to y'all. It's kind of wild how they did that. Like, <laughs> They did it like that. Like, it perfectly set up for that to happen. Yeah. But another thing that I wanted to talk about during the draft was, did everybody see newest backup quarterback of the New England Patriots, Mac Jones, Slide up to the stage during draft night. No, he certainly he certainly switched his way up there, bro. No, the the memes were amazing though. On Twitter that night, everybody. What what was the best one you saw? The best one I saw was the somebody said that um, it's a school administrator walking to the cafeteria to break up a fight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw one that was like. it was like the dude from the bank coming to deny a small uh, small business their their loan. <laughs> Damn. Oh, uh, what's the uh, one they had? They had they had the walk to the Shark Tank music, you know, and the dudes are walking up to present their uh, <laughs> their idea. That was funny oh, too. Another uh, memeable woman I forgot to mention this one is when uh, Zach Wilson before the draft they were taking pictures with all the draft hopefuls, so he was like standing there. And I think it was like Jamar Chase was standing and kind of like did like one of these, I guess, like kind of the, the, the little rock on tank side or whatever. Yeah, yeah tank 10. So um, he did that. And then another dude next to him stuck it uh, like, you know, did a thumbs up and his face like somebody was 
like calling up like a whole gang or something like that. And, like backed up. <laughs> What's going on now? Yo, <laughs> Somebody sp- said he's not in he's not in BYU no more. Right. Yo, speaking of speaking of Jalen Waddle, and we talked about that situation where they cut it out, and it was like somebody tweeted how, how Michael left the Jackson Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That shit is hilarious. Yeah, that's the best part of the draft is just the memes. I mean, it's definitely not as good as last year when you had um, the lineman when his mom snatched his girlfriend off of him last year. Or C.D. Lamb. Oh, yeah, C.D. Lamb yeah, snatching his girl's the phone from his girl. I ain't gonna lie, she was kind of flagrant with that, though. Apparently, she also <laughs> dated Trey Young. Trey too. Young, yeah. Yep. So she's been a part of the NBA and NFL draft in her lifetime. Wow. So uh, how does that happen, bro? <laughs> That's you know how that happens, bro. How does that happen? It's just like when, you know... <laughs> People that DMs, are in this baby, well, well connected. That's how it happens. It's everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> she be watching the draft boards better than the players be doing. Yeah, like, okay, for real. I know who's DM. I got to get into this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Patriots draft, Mook? I love the Patriots draft. We got we got pretty much everything we needed. We got obviously the quarterback of the future. I thought that was important. The I was kind of mad about. Mac Jones at first because I really wanted them to trade up to get Fields. Justin Fields, but a quarterback fell in their lap, so I can't really be mad at it. Um, they keep how good is that quarterback to, though? I mean, they keep comp- comparing him to Brady and stuff like that. Obviously, there's never going to be another Tom Brady. It doesn't matter how long we live, we'll never see it again. But I mean, if he can just go out there and kind of be like Brady did his first few years in the NFL, just kind of being a game manager. Don't fuck up, and we rely on the defense to, to, you know, win our games. We could be all right. Um, I really like the dude we picked in the second round, uh, Christian Barmore. So a lot of um, drafts had him like as a first round pick, and he somehow fell to the second round. Pages trade up, draft, uh, drafted him. So, I mean, I think we did a lot of good stuff. Belichick looks like he's on one now. He heard y'all talking. So <laughs> when we're in the Super Bowl next season. Whoa, that's quite the prediction there. When we're in the when we're in the the rip exclusive. When we're in the Super Bowl next season with Cam Newton at quarterback, just remember who you heard. Just just remember who you heard it first. Interesting. Interesting. I'm saying, do know this is recorded, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I want want the world to hear. We're gonna play this back. We're gonna play this back. (laughs) If in January of next year Uh we are in the Super Bowl. I want y'all to remember this clip. Hold on, I want y'all to remember my it? cash app. Which you put I want you all to send me 30 bucks. Every listener, you have to send yeah, me 30 bucks. Bet. I'll take that deal. I'll take that bet. I mean, you got to deal with the Bills who... I don't, I don't know if y'all are better than the Bills right now. You Not worried. Picks. Not worried. Okay. And what about, what about the Jets? They got their new quarterback of the future. Huh? Are we ever worried? Oh, he said mm. Jets. Who? Mm. The Jets got to worry about themselves. And Miami got some weapons. Miami got some toys. Tua's got some weapons on the outside now. He said that defense is still South Beach. Still South awful. Beach where? Ocean yeah. Drive. What? Y'all talk about the AFC East. You talking about the NFC East? Yo, relax with the your. The person AFC won East, that right? division at like seven and nine. I, all I'm saying is, y- you ain't got much more to stand on besides y'all. Oh, he said you ain't got nothing. The only reason why the Redskins, the football team, drafted in the 20s is because they had to. (laughs) If they didn't make the playoffs, they'd be in the top 10, too. 
Yeah. Y'all all was at like six to ten. We were at yeah, there was like it was literally like 11, 12, 13. It was like Philly. Giants, y'all was all Cowboys. trading with each other. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy. I mean, but I think y'all see. can win that division though. Yeah, we don't see. We'll see. We'll see what the teams look like when they get into the season. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. And that concludes our episode on the NFL draft. Hold on. You said, hold on, before we end, you said the Giants are hopeful this year. That's kind of like that Boston Bear works where they said we're coming back. And then at the bottom it said, hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) See you soon. I I ain't that hopeful. Come on now. I got got a little more faith. (laughs) Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay, come for the comments. Off the rip topic of today. Fellas, what is the bare minimum a man has to do on the first date? I'll, I'll take this one to start off. Oh, I know. Try to get his shit off quick. Boom, <laughs> <laughs> jump the gun on that motherfucker. Personally, for me, I try to do the bare minimum so that everything else after that seems like, oh, I put in effort after that. Mm. You set the bar low so that you can always meet it. Low expectations leads to never disappointment. Exactly. There you go. Me and Dahlia, all we used to do, like, to go, like, dates when we first started dating, we used to go to the Branchy Mall. (laughs) <laughs> Do you know how much money you had to spend at the branch mall? <laughs> Nothing. Bucks. You don't have to spend anything. You could just walk around and talk. That's facts. That's a fact. Mm. Well, how old were you? First date going. To- yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. This was I met Dahlia when I turned. I was twenty. So at yeah, this okay. point, I was. Oh yeah, so you was in college still. All right. Yeah, so I was, you know, low expectations. Then, like, obviously, you know. On special occasions, you go to nicer restaurants and stuff like that. But you know, like Chick Fil A, Applebee's, exactly Chick Fil A, yeah, Applebee's, yeah, two for twenty five, bro. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, tell you where D used to go. Where are you gonna tell? Where, where are you gonna tell him where I went? <laughs> where I used to go? D used to go to your house. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ooh, all right. Ooh, ooh. Hey, I Chicken wings and that, fries. Bro. We don't go on dates. I wasn't paying for that. Oh, interesting. interesting. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he going to talk that talk, but listen, I was getting fed. Oh, you getting taken care of like the I was king you taken are? care of. I like it. I like but, it. What about you, Reem? What's the bare minimum for you? See, hmm. So we, if we're talking like a first date here, like yes. I know for me, I kind of went all out like when me and my fiance first went out on our like a, a date day after we've been talking for a little bit i kind of went crazy looking back i don't know if i would have done that but like it worked out so i'm happy with it but we went to this nice nice restaurant in springfield um you know i, I kind of flexed a little bit i was in wings school, over I, I tried to flex <laughs> no 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 don't play me now come on now although wings over in he went Wings to Golden Corral. He went to Golden let me, Corral. Let me give a shout out to Wings Over in Springfield, actually, real quick. Wings Over is fire. There's they, one in, um, by Northeastern too. In Northeastern? There's one by Northeast. I found that out too. Yeah, there's a couple Wings Over over here, but they're not like in Springfield. The Springfield yeah, Wings that's... Over was fire. That saved me through my college, yeah, college time. But yeah, I went, I went kind of crazy with, with my first date. 
And I don't know. I don't know that I really thought about it as like I had to like do this whole big ordeal and take her out and spend all this money. But I think it was kind of just like, maybe it was just kind of like a, a natural unconscious, like guys are supposed to do that, you know? But I don't know where I would have gotten that from. Is the guy really. supposed to pick up the tab? Yeah. yeah, like that's what I meant by bare minimum. Like, what's yeah, the bare right? Like, what, what are you supposed yeah, to do? Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, again, like I said, like I think I, my idea was like I'm supposed to pay for this. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to take her out in a really nice restaurant and everything like that. But I would think I probably just saw that from movies and stuff. And mm. like, so let's get like to culture. it. Let's get to it. Say it. The bare minimum that I think a guy has to do on a date is make sure she gets home okay. Mm. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, that's it. It's nice. I don't think I don't think you I think that's more I think that's minimum, like bare minimum. Like, so what does that entail? Does that mean like picking her up? Like no, no, you know no. just yo, okay. do you get home safe? <laughs> yeah. A text. Say if it was a like, bad text me when you back. Say like, say 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 if say say if it's like a first date and it was bad. I mean, I still feel like you still owe her this. Yeah. Okay. So, no, I'm just I'm just I'm trying to spice it up a little bit, like see what people would do. If it was a first day and it was bad, I don't pay. I split. <laughs> God, are you serious? Yeah, I've never done it. that. Wait, Dutch. no, no, no. I never I, I cut. I, I just say she gets bold as fuck for that, bro. No, mm. we'll split, we'll split the check. <laughs> so wait, so wait, when the check comes, you be like, all right, cool, you want to split this? No, nah, she'll say she'll say that. What if she, she doesn't? doesn't? What if she doesn't say that? Well, I haven't been in a situation where that's happened. Hmm. But if she did, then so say if the waiter or waitress comes back and they give you the check. Mm-hmm. You just slide it over to them? So you just slide it over? You slide <laughs> it between y'all? Like, what do you... <laughs> no, no, no. If the waitress comes over and gives me the check, I'll pay for it. But okay, in the situation where I've been asked if it was a whack date, it has been like, yo, do you want to split this? I'll be like, yes. Yes, I do. How many times has that happened? Uh, a couple. You just put it out there like that, huh? Yeah. So that's like a mutual acknowledgement that like it's just not working. There's no connection right no, now. No, because no, because then oh well, yeah, for me that's my way of saying that. But I've mm-hmm. also been in a situation where the girl says, um, let me pay for it. I'll be like, no, nah, I got it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, do you have to have like paper, that banter? Bro. Like, no, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. And you guys kind of fight over the check. See, I got this. This is what I got. This so, this is my rule I, right here. That has happened, but there's been times too where um actually the date was so bad that when the girl went to the bathroom, I gave the the I told the waiter to pay for everything already, mm. so that by the time she got back, we could just get up and go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, I've done that before too. Hey, there you go. That's pretty gentleman of you, I would say. That I would is. think. That was, that's when the date's really bad. <laughs> yeah. What were you gonna say, Shiz? No, because you were talking about like, do you have the banter of going back and forth? Mm. I'm saying I have a. I ask you, are you sure? Three times. Like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, of course. No, for real. No. Are you sure? Yeah. After that, fuck it. You pay for it. I asked three <laughs> times. I'm in integrity with myself. I tried to pay for it. You said you want it. So, okay, cool. All right. What if if she's taking you out, right? No, she, it's she her idea. Huh? She has to pay them. Okay. No, I'm still right. gonna I'm still gonna offer to pay. She took you out, bro. Like if she, a girl says like her idea. I'm still gonna offer her to pay. If if she's taking me out, I'll probably split it. No, nah, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna offer to pay. I won't pay. 
Be- oh, that's so misogynistic of exactly. you. Exactly. No, but I mean, exactly. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. like, come on now. Like, let's if, be honest. Yeah, let's be if honest. It's her idea. I mean, like, let's be honest. There's nothing wrong with that. If There's nothing idea, wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. She wants to pay for it. She can pay for it. But I said I would yeah. offer to pay. Just like, no, no. If, if she, she wants to pay for it, she can pay for yeah, it. Yeah, she can pay for it. Yeah. Her idea. Yeah. And it's true. Well, and that's why I say, like, I think about like my first date and like for whatever reason i have the idea that i'm supposed to pay i'm supposed to take care of it but like i know that my fiance would have like very well would have paid for it and it wouldn't have been an issue like knowing who she is but it's like it's that idea that culture that like the man is supposed to pay that kind of put this added pressure to think about it more or to make sure you're doing it and then if you don't nowadays She's gonna take a photo of it, or she's gonna put you on Twitter or IG and say, "Hey, this bum, he like he made me yeah, pay, shit. he made me split." Like, it, it, but, it, it but, there's so but, many more. Like, but Kareem, uh, at that point, you dodged the bullet. Yo, I was in a situation, <laughs> but yeah, that's point, a good point. That's dodged a really bullet. Good point. That's like, because if if that's what it boils it's down to, online. then you you gonna put me on Twitter? We've seen or people get flamed me. online, Rashawn. We know we've laughed. At people getting flamed online Yo, in yeah. their face, bro. Yeah, that come yeah, on. We bro. have, that we have, <laughs> we have. I mean, we have you can't just take that, that on the actually. chin. And walk, you can't just take that on the chin and walk away. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we have seen someone like get ethered online over something that we know personally. Yeah, that we were like in in the midst. We were hanging out with them when the ethering was happening. Oh. Yeah. So wow. We have to keep a straight face that was while tough. they're getting flamed online. And we're like, yo, what's the matter? They're like, look what someone said about me. And you got to keep we're a straight like, oh, face like, it's while you're reading bad, these people. But then you read it, and then you got, like, the entire community uh. or town <laughs> or high school, like, liking this. Sheesh. Yo, like, honestly, that could have went viral. And this was on Facebook, bro. Like, wow. that post definitely went viral. I was wow. thinking about that, and I was also thinking about um, – a certain former Wheelock basketball player. That's what I was. That's why I was thinking about. <laughs> got initially, flamed on Twitter. <laughs> that's bro. what I was thinking. About. Damn, it got bad to the <laughs> point where like a mutual friend had to be like, "Yo, come on, like you please <laughs> take to that reach down." Out to like, the person, like, please, yeah, like that's wait not because cool. they got flamed because a, a, bro. a chick put something online he, about them. Yeah, because he yeah. slid in her DMs, slid in her DMs, and then she oh. put him on blast. Put him on like, blast. Kind of like, why are these bums talking to me? Yo, but like, if you know this guy at Wheelock, <laughs> like he is notorious. Like it got to the yeah, it oh, got to the bro. point where he was kind of known for that, but then that just kind of like fucked his whole shit up. Like he had to leave school after that. It was over for him. It was a rap for him. That's terrible. That's terrible. There's some mean people, man. That's kind of messed up. I mean, maybe if he had if he had a history of it and, and she knew about it, then like oh, he had maybe, history. But... Maybe that's what he gets, but <laughs> but damn. <laughs> Honestly, that's crazy. Kareem, take your pick. Any girl that we knew at Wheelock probably got a direct message from this kid. Always like that. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So he, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So he's on like some future shit. You just had all, all of them in one DM. Nah, you can't all, even because future, future does his thing. Future's but... too cool. <laughs> future's that guy. Future's that guy. He was the anti-future. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. this dude here. <laughs> he was past. <laughs> what is it on Tinder? You swipe what? Yo, so like actually, you know, y- y'all just made me also think of Kareem with that s- situation, that scenario. I was just talking to a, a lady the other day. Um, we were all in a group. We were playing cards. And this lady was talking about how uh, the man she was uh, seeing didn't tip well enough. 
Like he paid mm-hmm. for the dinner, but he didn't tip well enough. In that she was like throwing a fit about it. Like, yo, should I even like see, should I even stay with this man? He doesn't tip well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and the conversation was, well, do you like him? Like you guys, he's like, yeah, I gelled him, he's cool. But he only tipped the waitress $3. And I was like, well, was it like a service thing? Like, you know, I, I was trying to understand more of what's going on. Like, did he have a problem with the waiter? And she was like, the, the service was fine. And I was like, well, what did he say? He said, well, the waitress didn't do a good job. And she was like, but the waitress did a good job. But anyways, long story less long. Do you, what, what do you think? Is there an obligation for the girl if she says, or is that fair for the girl to say that, to judge you off of that and not put up her own money? I would say, I was going to say that. I was going to say, I could almost say unequivocally no, because there's so many different things that would impact why you might not tip well. And my other question would be, did she, did she say something to him? Because if she didn't say anything to him and then just talking to you guys about it, like, oh, he's a bad tipper, he's a bad dude, whatever, making these judgments, then I'd probably have a problem with that. Like, if we go out to a date, we have a good time, we're clicking, the bill comes, I take care of it, and I leave a tip that I think is fair based on the service and, and the food, and then she sees that tip and has a problem with it, and then goes somewhere else and says, you know, oh, he's a bad tipper, is this, and talking about me, like, I'm gonna feel a type of way. Like, if you didn't think I, I, I tipped well, you could add to the tip, you could say something and be like, well, why'd you, t- why'd you tip like that? You know, me, like, and I can be like, well, I think it took too long to do this, or I didn't like how, you know, this happened. Like, I don't like people making judgments like that based off something so simple as like how you tip. Right? D, I mean, yeah, Reed, I absolutely agree with you. I feel like D, like you said, initially, there has to be like some underlying issues. Cause if you're nitpicking over the way I tip, that's crazy. Cause now you're she's an, you're analyzing in her much. head. She's formulating into her head this narrative that now we're talking about tipping a, a waiter or a waitress. I want to see what her past relationships were like. Cause if she's, she's looking for something wrong with this person specifically. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And if you're going to risk it all, because I, I tip the frigging waitress or waiter $3 and everything else is going good. Then that's on you. Cause you, you know, got a free meal out of that situation to begin with. You know what that is? That's like some Twitter psychology stuff. That's like, I can tell everything about this guy on how he tips people. Like maybe there's some aspect where you can tell what type of person someone might be about how generous they are with tip. But if that's, what's going to be a a large impact on how you look at somebody, I personally think that's problematic. Mm -hmm. Like, cause again, there's so many different reasons why somebody might not tip well from them not having the money at that moment to getting bad service to being, a difference of opinion, you know, like you can have the same service, but have two wildly different opinions about how the service was. So like if she's got a problem with the service or with his tip, I would have asked, like you were asking the questions, D I would have said like, well, did you talk to him about that? Like, did you guys have a conversation about what you guys thought the service was like, Mm -hmm. you know, was this lady uh, a waitress in the past? Uh, um, She in the tipping. No, no, I don't think so. she wasn't, but she brought up that fact, like, oh, the waiters only get served so much. Yeah. Or make so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, but then that, Rashawn, that made me bring up the point, like, it's interesting how, like, I know we are in America, so yeah, we, we're going to do American things, but when we went to Australia, tipping is not a thing. Yeah. And so it might be a cultural tip because they get paid, you right. get paid what you actually deserve. Yeah. So it's like, we always blame the individual, we always blame each other for not tipping. 
Mm-hmm. But we never blame the companies for not paying uh, a livable wage. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's how we got screwed up in Australia the first time. We we tipped the lady. She didn't say because we went to there was an American bartender at the Australian American bar. Bartender, yeah. So she, she knew, knew what was she up. took advantage of us exactly. thinking that we tip. So we would tip her. Yeah. She'd just take the money. And then we went to an Australian bar. The Australian bartender was like, What are you what doing? Are you doing? Yeah. We we're like, huh? She's like, you don't tip here. We we're like, what? Because <laughs> they work <laughs> it into, yeah. Yeah, they work so it into the freaking got played a little the payment. Bit, we got yeah. <laughs> so, and I not know the. Mm. Yeah, I've been thinking about your the kind of initial question of what the bare minimum is. Yeah, and I I like your idea of the bare minimum being that she needs to get home safe or she needs to get home. Yeah, I would argue, I, not argue. I would say my bare minimum would be like, I need to have like good intentions and so like that's going to mm. be different for everybody but like mm. i need to have good intentions so for me that might be like going in with an open mind you know being willing to like have conversation like being willing to try to connect with that person and then also it would be like trying my catfish well maybe yes i mean i could get catfish maybe <laughs> speaking but, speaking of catfish is that why you paid the check when she went to the restroom <laughs> he was like, "Oh uh, no, 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 no!" Yeah, no, honestly, no, no, yeah, no, it was no. one of those situations. Yeah, uh oh, it, it was one of those. You don't look like that. Ain't you? Is the yeah? I'm out. This is the old picture. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. old picture, Photoshop picture. Who knows? Ooh, yeah. So my bad. Well, this picture's kind of close. Just yeah. look like a headshot. <laughs> yeah, that says something too. Maybe right. But no, I, I think it's like it's it's kind of like a lot of your intentions, because, again, like people are going to have different opinions based on their experience. But like, mm. I think you got to the bare minimum should be like the guy should be going in to try and be respectful and be a gentleman. And I think mm. that includes what you said, which is to make sure she feels safe as best you can do. And then that she gets home. Ah, But there's that word that the gentleman word. Right. Because then mm. does that encompass paying for the meal. I don't think it should. OK, but I think gotcha. most people probably would think it, it should. But like there's like that double-sided like argument of like men should pay for the meal but women are independent and should be able to you know take care of themselves too that kind of thing but like i don't i think that's 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 waters or dudes or dudes talking together without a woman on the yeah we can't do that we can't go there because that's a whole (laughs) different that's a whole different conversation that we really need to because you know they want their independence but as soon as it I'm not. I plead the fifth on where you're going with this. A... <laughs> Stop right up. there. <laughs> Yo, Rashawn, Rashawn, they won't be independent till it snows no, out, right? Do not. It, I, <laughs> you gotta get that car me. out the driveway, right? Hey, Kareem, this is self-control right here, bro. I, I, I feel you, bro. This is. <laughs> this is <laughs> nope, I'm not going. They don't need a you. damn thing from a man. Uh, Yo, no, that's it's a two feet of snow tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they don't. They don't like to hear that, huh? I don't want to call them out like that. Uh, but, but a lot of subs being. It thrown. might need to be said. It might need to be said. It's a conversation that needs to be had, though, because yeah, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it there. If, if you're being <laughs> you honest, you know? on the podcast. Yeah, we need to get. We need to get, get, some, need to get yeah. some of our queens on the podcast and have. Yeah, yeah I would love that. to hear some, some opinions. Dialogue. My my mind is open to being changed. Always, always. So get some get some more views out there. Definitely. That shit is wild. I see what you did there, D. 
that shit was yo. You had me sleeping on the couch for like months, bro. <laughs> that shit is wild. Hey man. Oh I'm man. Just, I'm here for a good time, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gotta make sure make sure this doesn't mess up none of mine. I'm probably getting more single by the minute because of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man nah bro you're opening yourself up to your your vulnerable sides people can really know who you are really understand you know what i'm saying man. understand this sick brain of mine whoa hey maybe yeah. somebody else got a sick brain like that too they want to connect they want to share sick thoughts yeah hey yo so i got i got a question for you D. make a major connection a major connection i got a question major. for you d major connection i got a question oh yeah my bad <laughs> i was thinking about major connections yeah but i see what you did there <laughs> it took me a second i was like oh i see what you said i see what you did there uh, hey, yo, 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 shout, shout out. out to colorado shout out that's so funny i see what you did there major connection okay <laughs> word word smith okay um I got, I got a question for you though what up brother so uh you know we went out to eat last night and it seemed like you was really gelling with the waitress What's would up? that be somebody that you take out or honestly uh just off of the vibe she was throwing yeah i would hmm. um she's she she was she got pretty cool like the 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 I felt oh, there's that word again authentic banter, mm. so. <laughs> and you know for, for 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 I don't know about was that was I wrong was she not throwing a vibe or was I wrong? no no, no I'm, I'm about to I'm about to lay it out Luke was right next to me Luke yeah was right she next was to me. she was she seemed very every time we asked her something she asked if you wanted a drink all the time I felt yeah. like I had to like hey excuse me <laughs> right I take another Long Island. She forgot oh, about she forgot about um forgot about everybody else at the table but Darius. So it seemed like you got y'all were very, y'all were connecting, and I see you know you started licking your lips and stuff and doing what you were doing. <laughs> That's my move. Is that my move? That's your move. She's you know, got little, the shimmy. Then all out of nowhere, out of, got out, of nowhere lips. out of nowhere, Darius got like a Boston accent. You know, <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck did that come from, bro? Like, who are you? He said, you don't think it's like just that. like a method actor. He's in Fenway. So like the Boston accent just comes out. Like, what are you doing? Dog working there, working there. Honestly, I think it does affect my, my Boston accent or mm. the, the, cause those are like straight up Bostonians, yeah. like lineage, old lineage Bostonians yeah. that work at Fenway. So I hear that accent and I'm sure subconsciously. It just you just catch it, it, on, yeah. It catches on. <laughs> cool, cool. Now I just I was just curious, like, would you if you would pursue that? Because she kind of spoke a little bit about <clears throat> what she did outside of work, and it seemed like it perfectly <laughs> aligned with what you do. So, you know, yeah, you know where they do a lot of that? Where Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we gotta end there. We gotta end there. We gotta end there. Move close us out, bro. Close us out. All right, fellas. You know what time it is. It's uh follow us on the social media. We are damn near right there. Like promise, we do have off the rip gear that we are going to give to a gracious follower. We probably will be doing um some sort of live giveaway. You'll see that soon. 
So follow us. Oh shit, my bad. Follow us on Instagram, off the rip dots up podcast. Hey. And then follow us on Instagram. I mean our Twitter, off the rip underscore podcast. <laughs> Yo, chill out. Chill out. I got it that time. I got it that time. No, you Yo. got it. I'm just I'm just looking at D right now. You being mad weird. So we had 99, right? Oh, sure. I didn't even know this on a screen, bro. Like, I can't... <laughs> I'm trying to help you out, bro. I'm trying to help you out. I got you, bro. Yo, What's going on, memory? Uh... That's hilarious, bro. That shit's mad funny. I didn't even realize. Like, I just like looked over. I was like, oh, shit, it's on the screen. Oh, shit, but... that's classic. Where we at with followers, Mook, on IG? We're at 99 right now. So... 99 we're right there you know we thank you guys for being with us so as i always say tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a shot yeah man that's off the rip i might create a fake instagram account just to get to 100 <laughs> yeah we gonna, but you we kd now now nah, he's gonna be double tapping all the ig models that's why he got a different that's why he got a finsta <laughs> hey, hey, hey. easy oh easy. yeah my bad i'm snitching <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not snitching. <laughs> fabricating. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> snitching implies that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's too late for you. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair. I don't make the rules. But if you break free, ain't nobody care. The worst thing to do is forget about where you came from. How the fuck I ended up. This has been another episode of Off the Rip.